My dear brothers and sisters, let us just take a couple steps back and set ourselves in the feet and the shoes of the disciples. Imagine yourself leaving everything behind, following a man for three years, giving up everything that you know, leaving your family behind, leaving work behind, not knowing what the day will have entail for you, but following a man who you believe is the Savior, is the Messiah, who's going to free everyone from slavery to bring us joy, happiness, and peace. You follow this man for three years, then all of a sudden, he's been put on trial, was crucified in front of you, and died. Where would you be in that situation? Or to put it in a very modern context, if I just died in front of you, and people just took a snapshot of all the Christians sitting here in the church, hunting each and every one of you down, would you still be out on the streets living your life? Or would you be sitting in your house, hiding as best you can, living a life of fear, not knowing when it will be your time or when they're going to kick down your door to come kill you? This is the situation and circumstance in which the disciples are in. So in their mind, they're asking the question, what just happened? They've given their life to this man who they believe is the Messiah, who will free them from all of their captivities, free them from sin, who they've just witnessed heal all these people, cure the blind, let the mute speak, the dead raised. But what just happened? They're now behind closed doors, living in fear. Just like the disciples 2,000 years ago, my dear brothers and sisters, we too are living in fear. But this fear is not of persecution. This fear is not living our faith to its fullest. How many of us are going to work right before we're eating our meals and kind of tucking away and just praying before our meals? That may be some. Some may not even show that they are Christian, not brave enough to live out that faith in the middle, in the world, in the society today. We are living in fear. How many of us are willing to stand up for our faith to say, I am Christian and these are the values and this is what I believe in? This is what I do. I'm not just a Christian by name. I am a Christian. Who I am, my inner being, what I am, who I am, is a Christian, period. But we'll label ourselves with so many other things. But how many of us are willing to live in faith, to live that faith out vibrantly in this world, 
Because, my dear brothers and sisters, we're no different than the disciples in our gospel reading today. We also are living in fear. We just went through 40 days of Lent. We just went through the triduum. But we in ourselves are asking the question, what has happened? How did what we celebrate impact and changed me? Because instead of changing me, I am just sitting there as a spectator where everything else just kind of goes by, goes by as a blur. I was here for Holy Thursday. I was here for Good Friday. And I sat through that long service on, uh, Holy, on Easter Sunday, the Easter vigil, not knowing what I'm doing. There's all these readings, all these, you know, Catholic calisthenics that we did. But I was there. But today, my dear brothers and sisters, we hear Thomas tell his, tell his brothers, unless I see the marks of the nails and put my hand and my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into the side, I will not believe. We live in fear because we don't know. Some of us may even choose not to know. Some of us may just be sitting here to check off the list. I'm Catholic, I've gotten to my Sunday obligation, and I'm done. A couple years ago, Pew Research did a survey for Catholics across the U.S. What they found out and what they asked was how many Catholics believe that the Eucharist, what we celebrate, is actually the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And what they found out is one-third of Catholics in the United States do not believe that that is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Only one-third believe, my dear brothers and sisters. 66% of us do not believe that that is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We live in fear of the unknown. We lock the doors of our hearts because of that fear. We want to know what we want to know. We want to do what we want to do. We want to live the way we want to live because it is comfortable, because it is familiar, and because that is what I know for sure. With everything else around us, with everything else I go through, I don't want to know, I choose not to know, and I have no desire whatsoever to find out. Because in that, we want to live in that unsurety. We want to live in that doubt. We want to live in that fear. Not because it's fearful, because we're afraid what it's going to do to us. My dear brothers and sisters, as the Easter vigil, the church was sitting in darkness and the Easter candle was the only light that walked through that darkness, that penetrated in through that darkness. And today in our gospel reading again, we see Jesus appear to his disciples in the midst of that fear, 
penetrating through the locked doors and telling them, peace be with you. The Lord can penetrate into our hearts of that deep afraid, the deep fear, that deep uncertainty, and that deep unworthiness of our lives. The fear that we don't want to know, the fear that we want to hide from. He can penetrate into that darkness and bring us light. What he wants most of all to bring to us is the same four words we hear in our gospel reading. Peace be with you. This peace that Jesus brings into our lives is not just the absence of chaos. It is bringing to our lives this wholeness, this harmony, this joy, but not an absence of anything. In the midst of our fears, in the midst of our uncertainties, in the midst of our doubts, God doesn't just wipe away that fear, that doubt, that uncertainty. He calls us to live in that tension, to wrestle with that tension, but knowing that when I am in right relationship with God, with those around me, and with myself, all harmony, all peace that God brings to our lives will be there. Think of it this way. As we are kids, we look and study religion. We study our faith. When we talk about the Trinity, it's a mystery and something that we don't understand. But as we look, we learn, we dive into that study, it becomes like an onion. You begin to peel back the layers and be able to see the beauty, the intricacy, the depth of that. But in that, we grow closer in that understanding, in that mystery. Because mystery, my dear brothers and sisters, is not just an unexplainable event or thing or something that is unknown. But it is a mystery because it's a mystical truth that calls us to a daily reflection, a daily diving deeper in that understanding. That peace that God gives us, that Holy Spirit that he breathes on his disciples and on us today is not just an action, a gesture. These are tools and things that God has given us so that we can live out that peace in our lives, so that we can dive deeper into that relationship. Because that peace with God, with those around us and with ourselves allows us and gives us the opportunity to dive deeper in our relationship with God. To put it differently, put yourself in a dark room. Turn off the lights, close out the windows, and turn, and turn on or have a little candle in your hand. You're not able to see much in that darkness. But as that candle becomes a bigger and stronger flame, you're able to see more of that room. You're able to understand where things are in that darkness. And that darkness doesn't bring in fear, but you're happy and content to live, to exist, to be in that fear, to be in that darkness. That is what Jesus Christ is calling us today. 
That is what he's doing to his disciples today and sharing with his disciples. And that's what he's sharing with us, my dear brothers and sisters. Are we going and wanting that peace that Christ is offering? Are we going to let the light of Christ penetrate the depths of our hearts, the darkness of our hearts to give us that light so that we can live in that peace? so that we can be happy, joyful, and excited, so that we can be in relationship with God who gives us all of that? Or are we going to be like the disciples, living in fear, living in uncertainty, living in doubt, not knowing what they are doing? So let us begin and continue to ask the question, what has happened so that as we approach the Eucharistic table, we can bring our own doubts, our own unsureties, our own insecurities to the Lord and offer that with the sacrifice Jesus made on Good Friday of himself that we celebrate at every Eucharistic feast. Amen.